Hey guys, uh, quick editor's note on the top here. There's just, just a few things I wanted to say. Number one, thank you for listening. Number two, um, this episode you're going to notice that I don't get too far into the weeds as far as the, the allegations being leveled against Marilyn Manson right now, and I don't want anybody to misconstrue that as me ignoring them or you know not giving them the proper attention because that could be a whole other episode all on its own. And what's being leveled against him right now is, like, really fucking serious, right? So, you know, I, it's hard to stay on task with shit like this, and I wanted to stay with the groupie movie itself. Lots of details about that, for sure. But, you know, all the allegations towards him right now, and, you know, like, I make it very clear in the, in the episode that I believe that he's probably done what he's being accused of. But whatever I just wanted to make it very clear that I'm aware of all this and the the reason why I don't get too too far into it the second thing is that the Colonel Kurtz YouTube page and Paula Weiss and all this stuff I call the interview between the two of them genuine and authentic and what I mean by that is Paula's experiences appear to have been very positive with Marilyn Manson and she sounds very like, this was a real thing. It was very genuine. And it is altogether possible that she didn't have a negative experience with Marilyn Manson, and that is her experience to have. I still think he's scum, but, you know, I also made it very clear that they, it, it appears that they both have a vested interest in seeing, quote, justice for Marilyn Manson. So, again, you know, however you feel about that, just getting everybody's biases out of the way. The last thing I want to say is I've, I've read a few comments here and there that you sound like a Wikipedia article. Like, you know, this sounds like a Wikipedia article. And all I have to say to that is, yeah, it does. <laughs> Wikipedia articles are literally designed as a surface-level understanding of any given topic. And that's, that's this podcast in a nutshell. Surface-level, easily-found information about any given topic that I find interesting... And I'm encouraging you to do further research. And if I have a resource, I tell you I have a resource. If I've watched a video, I tell you whose video it was. You know, proper proper, proper flowers to everybody that I've gotten my information from. Uh, you know, and again, at the end of the day, I don't give a shit. If that's what you think of this podcast, that's great. You know, I'm not getting paid to do any of this. This is literally just a passion hobby thing that I do for fun, right? And if you're listening, I love you for it. Thank you very much. Put me in your friend's ear holes. Hopefully you find it interesting. And if you don't find it interesting, there's a very, very, very simple solution. Just click off. Thank you very much. And enjoy the episode about Groupie. You guys probably knew this was coming to some degree. I don't know about anybody else listening to this show right now. But Marilyn Manson, you know, his music, his appearance, everything about him, just absolutely confused and terrified, but interested my little mind when I was a kid. I remember hearing The Beautiful People, the song, in a SmackDown vs. Raw video game or something, and I was hooked. His voice was so loud, and his appearance was so striking that I couldn't help but be fascinated by the theatrics and anger around it all. I remember going out to HMV and buying his CD, Holy Wood, just for the fight song alone, so I can play it in my little disc man at school. But anyways, over the last few years, Marilyn Manson, obviously, 
has become a disgraced public figure due to a combination of the gift of hindsight and at least 15 individual women accusing him of sexual assault. The lion's share of Marilyn Manson's life and career has been on display for the public to see thanks to tabloids, documentaries, autobiographies, many books, but there's one footnote in his career, one product that has never seen the light of day. Today on the Media Well, we discuss Groupie, the lost 1996 short film known to be so obscene that it could land its director in jail. So, what is Groupie? What's the story behind the film, and will it ever be completely found? There is uh, some sensitive topics ahead, so if you're comfortable proceeding, let's begin. To make a long story short, Marilyn Manson, or his real name, Brian Warner, was born in 1969 in Canton, Ohio. He was within the Christian faith, and he grew quickly disenfranchised by it, so by the time he was in high school, he had strong stances against organized religion. In community college, he worked toward a degree in journalism and started by interviewing musicians for a publication called The 25th Parallel. He would interview direct inspirations for his band, like Trent Reznor of Nine Inch Nails and Groovy Man Mon of The Thrill Kill Cult. This would lead to the inception of Marilyn Manson and the Spooky Kids in 1989, later shortened to just Marilyn Manson. Thanks to whatever combination of the refreshing but offensive imagery, the industrialized metal-sounding music, the notoriety for being the supposed cause of school shootings, and being the icon for corrupting America's youth with appearances on talk shows or whatever have you, the band had decades-long success uh, selling well over 50 million records. So throughout his time being a public figure, Marilyn Manson is, you know, a well-known musician, painter, writer, actor. But he also wanted to take the dive into filmmaking during his peak fame in the late 1990s. This would be where the idea for Groupie first came from. Um, what's known about the film is that it was created in one night somewhere between 1996 and 1998 during a house party that he threw, uh, but there's no exact date. The plot of the movie is scarce, uh, but simple. A fan of the band is invited into the house party and made to do increasingly awful things like drink the piss of the band's keyboard player, and you know, that's basically all that's been confirmed to have been filmed. Uh, you know, there was a gun introduced into the equation at some point, and there was blood, allegedly. Apparently nobody at this house party was made aware that this was a film that was being made, and that this was a hired actress playing a fan. Uh, but that's, that's essentially all that's known about it, and all that's been seen. It's been speculated that the actress playing the fan had some knowledge about what was being done to her, but not complete knowledge. And again, the partygoers had no idea that this was an act. And it should be noted that this is complete speculation for the most part, as only bits and pieces have surfaced online um, through the Dead to the World DVD from 1998. The only people known to have seen the movie in full are Marilyn Manson's manager, Tony, and that pathetic piece of shit worm, Andy Dick. Marilyn Manson and Andy Dick also discussed the movie on John Favreau's show Dinner for Five in 2001, which brought the movie further to the surface 
along with uh, the snippets from the Dead to the World DVD. You know, people were dying for years to see the most controversial short film of all time that contained illegal sex acts that could land the entire band in jail, right? It's uh, that, style of, that style of FOMO that people in the lost media community live and die for. So everything beyond this point is just me speculating, but I personally believe that Groupie is all smoke. According to the interview had with Colonel Kurtz on YouTube, Paula Weiss has claimed openly to be the actress in the Groupie short film, um, recounted her experience making it as positive, worked with him on the long, long Hard Road Out of Hell music video afterwards. Uh, she was 21 during the time of filming, so, you know, nothing to see here, basically. Um, it should be noted that it looks as if the Colonel Kurtz YouTube user's whole existence on the platform is to spread the message of Marilyn Manson's innocence. Uh, however you feel about all that, but I watched the whole hour-long interview with Paula, and it does seem genuine. She also appeared in the credits of the Dead to the World DVD where the snippets of the film were found. So, you know, it looks to be authentic. So my thought process is that with a lot of Marilyn Manson's career as well, it was a lot of, you know, speculation and hearsay, right? You know, remember that, you know, schoolyard rumor that he had a couple ribs removed to suck his own dick? You know, people ran with that for many, many years, even though, you know, it's not true. <laughs> um... There's no way that there was something actually illegal on tape here. Like, this, you're never going to see it because it's so controversial and my managers don't want me to release it. It'll incriminate the whole band thing. I think it's just a marketing tactic and apparently one that worked very well because for many years people were desperate to see this thing. Marilyn Manson lived for the controversy because controversy in a nutshell made him relevant. It made him who he is. He always let people assume the worst because then nobody could differentiate the real from the performance, and this is why his recent allegations are such a revelation for some people, especially his fans, because he lived in the gray, like the gray area for so long, and now people are second-guessing, you know, the time he wrote about abusing an underage deaf girl in his autobiography, or that time he publicly shared a fantasy that he wanted to smash... Evan Rachel Wood's skull in with a sledgehammer. You know, people let all this stuff slide because nobody knew what was performative, and I guess subconsciously people just assumed it was. Groupie fed into this act because while I believe it was a real, while I believe it wasn't a real act of abuse caught on tape, people were willing to believe it was. And why? Because he was Marilyn Manson. My personal stance is that when there's smoke, there's fire, when there's this kind of thing, you know? Like, Marilyn Manson has been accused for many years, not just recently, of being abusive and predatory, so I believe that he probably did commit the acts that he's being accused of to some degree. I don't, so I don't listen to Marilyn Manson anymore, bottom line. If, he's, if he even did half of what he's being accused of, I wouldn't be down with that. It's really dangerous to idolize people to the point where they can do no wrong and things like this can slide for any length of time. But, you know, similar to like Gigi Allen or something, somebody who's objectively a deplorable person 
had people in like this almost cult-like following where he was literally being worshipped. Even now, there are people that do this. You know, stop idolizing celebrities, everybody. They're human, just like you and me. So, Groupie lives in infamy still as this lost film containing illegal acts and the abuse of a fan. But with research, it's easy to see that it was just another one of those fabricated rumors that helped sculpt this image of Marilyn Manson as the most controversial figure of all time. And if it's anything more nefarious than that, I would be greatly surprised. Anyways, thank you for listening to the media well, once again. The episode was uh, suggested by a very dear friend of mine, so please keep the suggestions coming. Uh, I kind of have a backlog of things that I want to get to, but I'm going to drop another question box below. What do you want to hear me talk about? Uh, Christmas is coming up this weekend, so anybody that celebrates it, enjoy your holiday. There will be a Christmas-themed episode on the 26th, so please keep uh, a lookout for that. Continue to hold celebrities accountable, and have a great rest of your week. Thanks for tuning in.